Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 799. Yes, we're almost at the 800 mark. Wow, do we owe everybody that's been watching us for years. Thanks for that milestone. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be talking about the decline of motorcycle clubs. I read this very interesting piece, and it's one of those things that make you go, hmm, is it correct in the points that they're trying to raise? We all know. And I blame it on technology. I'm sorry. It's technology-based. Because now, people do not have to go out and meet face-to-face with people. You got Zoom. You got Discord. By the way, get over to Discord and uh, you know follow us over there. See that plug? Anyway, Facebook, all this social media which enables you to actually talk to people around the world. And with the newer generation, they're more tech-based than when the older generation came up, because we didn't have that kind of stuff. We actually had to get out and go and meet people. It's not like that anymore. And it's not only motorcycle clubs that are feeling the brunt of this. You got the Elks. You got the Moose. When I bring those up, a lot of kids would say, well, that's a great-grandfather's type of deal. You know, the Water Buffaloes with Fred Flintstone. And to a point, they're correct. But if you go back in time and look at those organizations, they didn't have much to do. So, yeah, they had to gather. They had to go to events. And I think, really, it's really hurting clubs as well as far as memberships concerned. The first thing people think about when you say MC is the one percenter clubs, which is true, they have as well a problem with membership recruiting. You see a lot of big expansion going on, traditions that haven't been followed that were in the past, but you also have other associations like dirt bike motorcycle clubs, trail motorcycle clubs, they're losing as well. There's a lot of debate, and even the manufacturers are talking about this type of stuff. Because they're not able to replace riders when their older ones age out. Now, I believe, personally, anywhere between 35 and 60 is the sweet spot for motorcycle manufacturers. There's always going to be that. The problem is the younger ones. They're not really interested in joining an organized group. Because, again, 
they to go right on the internet and join. At first, I really had a problem when I seen clubs recruiting from the internet because it was foreign to me. But if you step back and look at how everything has changed and why it's changed, you have to say to yourself, okay, now I get it. Now I get why they're doing it. Because that's who they're reaching. You have a lot of riding clubs that do the same thing. Riding clubs are one thing, MCs are another. You're going to get into that big debate, should they or shouldn't they recruit on the internet? It used to be you meet face-to-face, you hang around somebody, you recruit them. Bars were the Facebook of the day. And we have to come to some point in time when we realize things have changed. They are not going back to where they were. You'll see a lot of the older guys bash on people on the internet. But the fact of the matter is, this is what's going on now. And it's not going to change no matter how much the older guys bitch and moan. It's just not going to change. One thing I have seen growing, though, and that is the fact of RCs, riding clubs. They're more based around riding than they are the other stuff that comes with MCs. But I did want you to take a look at this article I pulled up. Very interesting. It also gives quotes from guys that are in clubs and why they think stuff is going on. Now, this piece asks a very basic question. Are motorcycle clubs dying? Almost every club has seen a decline in membership. A few clubs have folded due to the lack of interest, dwindling funds, increased costs, aging members, and other factors that eventually bring the club to its knees. The club's engine seized and it was tearfully abandoned by the side of the road. Let's talk about a couple of those. Aging members. You hardly see any 30, 40, 50 year members around anymore. Most guys are leaving after 5, 10 years because I think, and I might be wrong, priorities are changing. The way some people used to think in the past are no longer that way. There's more important stuff to them than being a part of a structured organization. Most people just want to ride, you know, hop on the bike, ride, and get gone. They don't want to be tied down to anything. But going back to aging members, yeah, that's going to be a big, big problem. Aging members also contribute 
to the knowledge that is passed on to the younger generation. So without those aging, you know, the older members, it's pretty hard to pass things down. Increase cost. Another thing they mentioned in that article. It costs a lot of money to be a part of a motorcycle club. I don't care if it's a 99%, 1% club. It costs a lot of money. Especially if you have a clubhouse. And with inflation nowadays, my God, it's hard to even afford food. More or less pay dues. Go on runs. And just take off when you need to. Ain't like that no more. So they do got that pinpointed right there. Increased cost. Lack of interest. Now this one I have to say wow. <clears throat> Did you nail it? Again, I can blame the internet, I can blame computers, I can blame technology, but the pure fact of the matter is, there ain't no interest in being a part of anything anymore. I think we're in the air of independence right now. Most people want to be part of an independent type of movement. Again, they want to get on their bikes, they want to leave, see you later, bye-bye. But they're independent-minded thinking. Sometimes all you have to do is go through my videos and look at the comments. Most of them will say, man, I'm glad I'm independent. So what's that say about how motorcycle clubs are handling things now then? Are the politics bad? Is it unconceivable that you have to pay this much money? What is it? That is what this is trying to get at. So if you have no interest, for example, of going across country when you have other priorities, you have to sit there and worry about how you're going to be looked at by your club. And that's where a lot of problems start out. That's why I always say, go up to a club, shake their hand, and go from there. I don't like giving advice on how to join a club. Because 99.9% .9 of the time, you're going to waste everybody's time. Because I know it's a new era of club stuff. All you have to do is look at the average age of a club member. You are not in the lower 30s anymore. You're looking average maybe mid-30s up to 60 again. Kind of like where the motorcycle manufacturers are facing that kind of demographic. It's really hard to get people interested anymore. 
I like this one right here. And this was uh, Brian England, off-road racer and club organizer. Again, I was talking about a wide variety of clubs here. Not just your traditional 1%, 99%, blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say, while I belong to a couple of brand moto, uh, model associations, that could be hog, Indian, whatever, in the past, I've only been a member of a formal MC for about five years. It's an enduro race-orientated club, established in 71, hosting several race and poker run events annually. They celebrated their 50th uh, anniversary next year. This is what got me. They're celebrating their 50th anniversary. In truth, we may already be dead, but nobody wants to admit it. There's the decline. And that is such a statement right there. In truth, we may already be dead, but nobody wants to admit it. Now, according to this article, the reason why clubs are in decline, they say, is complex. I don't think it's complex. I think they listed some of the number one reasons earlier in the article. Most writers, and it goes to say, society is changing. Most writers don't join clubs anymore. Instead, they prefer to do their own thing. And that's what I was saying. Society today wants independence. They don't want the rugged bylaws or rules to tell them what to do, when they can ride, who they can ride with, who they can talk with. People don't want that anymore. So yes, society has changed. We talk about that all the time. Ian, he's a motorcycle uh, or marketing expert with the BMW. Quote, clubs were formed around a brand of motorcycle or type of motorcycle, geographic region, common bond or special uh, interests. Their primary purpose was socialization and sharing information. They don't need to do that anymore. All they have to do is go on Facebook, one of the Facebook groups. Take China Dolls, for example. Sisters of something, I, I forget. I better get that right. She's going to kick me in the nuts one of these days. She has a thousand women, bikers, uh, enthusiasts, all that type of stuff in her group. Only women. And it's fascinating to see just how active her group is. Meaning everybody's talking, rah, rah, rah. Some have met up to ride together. But that's the new thing. You do not have to go out to a bar. You don't have to go out to a rally to sit down with people and talk. You'd just do that with a touch of the button now. Let's see here. They have some other good stuff. The old way a club gathered members and kept them engaged doesn't seem to be working, and here it is. 
Today, people rely on Facebook or Twitter or social media to give us connections to our sport. We develop internet friendships. We organize rides via email, text message. We substitute face-to-face interactions we get at a club meeting with something found on a desktop or a cell phone. This new way seems great on the surface, but those social media connections don't lend themselves to keeping a motorcycle club afloat. So we have to ask ourselves at that point, for those that are in MCs trying to run an MC, do you embrace this technology that could help you bridge the gap, if you will, with your membership concerns? Should you embrace that technology? I see a lot of clubs that have members-only groups on Facebook. I also see clubs that have a recruiting type of deal on Facebook. Should those that can't attend club meetings be able to phone home, if you know what I mean? Call in on Zoom. That's going to be up to the clubs, but you have to change with the times. I'm always told I got to change with the times. And after reading something like this, I'm starting to see it. Another reason why clubs are choking on the chicken bone. Politics. This includes the politics of society and the politics of the club. It goes without saying that, the uh, you know... Well, they're talking about societal crap. But when you have it where you have your supposed brothers trying to walk all over people to get to the next officer's spot, yeah, that's going to drive people away because people don't like drama. That's why you're seeing this big independent streak around, around a lot of people now. And again, it's just not motorcycle clubs. This goes for everybody. Hell, the Elks and Moose are begging for members right now. I never would have thought the Masons. But because of that internal stuff, people say, screw you, I don't need this. I can do this on my own. You kind of can say... That the independence you're seeing now foreshadows the way it originally intended to be. Yes, we make fun of Hog and all that type of stuff, but wait a second. Those were some of the earliest organizations to get together and ride. But this is something to think about. Do or. Yeah, do MCs need to? embrace this new technology and if they do should they care about the harassment they get from others online very good question here and do you believe there's a decline in the motorcycle club and why leave your comment on the platforms let us know your thoughts china is coming up right now after this music break we'll be right back (laughs) 
Classic rock and roll memory. WMMR DB Rockford. I was going to say some nicest things I've ever said about you until you just put a cat on my back and she scratched the living hell out of me. Oops, my bad. What possessed you to do some stupid shit like that? I was throwing my pussy at you. And you didn't take me up on it. So whatever. It's fine. She scratched the living hell out of me. So would I. <laughs> I'm going to get cat scratch fever. Oh, oh God. I, I am. Oh, my God. You're stupid. <laughs> I'm going to get an infection. In what? Your butthole? Cat scratch fever. You're stupid. That's not even real. Oh, man, we're going to have a good show today, aren't we, man? Holy cow, what a topic we got. Dude, did you just call me man? Yes. All right, bro. You you mad, bro? You mad, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you got me saying that all the time now. You mad, bro? Where did you even come up with that shit? I started saying that to, one, to our son, like, years ago, and anytime I said it, he'd be like, shut up. 
Shut up, Mom. Shut up, Mom. You're making me mad. I'm like, oh, you mad, bro? (laughs) (laughs) He hates it. So I just, you know, use it. But we do got a very interesting topic. We do. Oh, my God. And this is one, if your daughter here, she's going to be so pissed off at you. Oh, look who's talking. All right, so if you ever want to start a ruckus at a family gathering, just ask, who's the favorite child? You know, my grandkids, they've been putting me in the middle of everything. Yeah. Uh, especially with their little gymnastics, flip-flops, who does it better shit. And here I have to say, oh, you know, you both did it good, blah, blah, blah. It's like I don't want to hurt their feelings. Aw, I do. Yeah, you, you're kind of an asshole. I go, yeah, it was Cat, Monkey did it better. And Evie's like, Neh. I'm like, well, you're his favorite, so whatever. You're not supposed to show favorites, though. I don't care. I don't care who's your favorite kid. You got five. Who's your favorite? Corey uh, Bory. Our son. I know. Yeah, Corey Same. Bory, as I call him. He is my favorite. He's my ultimate favorite. My daughter's going to be so pissed, but she don't listen to the show, so it's fine. You know what? I should uh, forward it to her. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are you afraid of her finding out that our favorite's Corey? Fuck off. <laughs> you think you're gonna be getting a lot of calls dude i'm gonna be hitting a lot of decline so parents may fool themselves that they're no, being no 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 what no 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 we're talking about this one we are talking about this one why are you afraid to let because her know? it's none of her business <laughs> she used to you're be... feeling guilty she used to be my favorite well and, what and... happened She's too fucking drama now. <laughs> and my son, no drama. Love him. Mm. He and he makes me laugh. Like me. That's why I like it. He doesn't have an attitude like Oh, long. yes, he does. Yeah, he does, because I'll knock on his door and be like, I got you food. Put it in the fridge! Oh, damn. <laughs> and then he has a sense of humor. Yeah, and then he'll come out of his room like an hour later and be like, <laughs> and like look at me with this funny dorky look that he does. Oh, my God. Then I just start laughing and be like, you're an asshole. But as they get older, they become more of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, you know, all your older... Is it bad to have All a your favorite? older children are assholes. Is it bad to have a favorite? I don't know. I don't think so. Sometimes I feel that way. I don't think so. Well, that's because you're just a complete asshole then. I was my dad's favorite. But why would you want your kids to feel bad that you're they're not your favorite? That's why I always say to the grandkids, oh, yeah, it's all equal. Because you're a liar, dude. How am I lying? You're a liar because it's Evie and it's freaking Davina and Minor Cat in Ireland. And then, oh, yeah, I get I get Alex, too. Huh? <laughs> so why is that bad? What? They're just closer to my personality, I think. Yeah, but you know that's why me and me and our daughter clash is because her personality's too much like mine. <laughs> no, I'd have to say she has more of my anger in her. She's well, she's got, got your Italian. Italian. She's got definitely got your Italian anger. She's Italian and like a motherfucker. So does our son. Italian like a motherfucker. Our son has that Italian anger too. For it, real, it really pisses you off, don't it? What? That they got a lot of the Italian traits in them. Yeah. 
Why does it upset Brittany, you? Poor Brittany got the height. Oh my god, she got the <laughs> short end of the stick, literally. She's five one. Five one. My grandmother was five uh, five foot. And so is your mom. Yeah. Actually, she, your your grandma was just under five foot. Yeah, the Italian women are always uh, short like that. And then you know what I told our daughter one day. I said, your boobs are going to be like your grandma and your great-grandma's. Huh? They're going to sag to your knees. <laughs> <laughs> she got, Ma! Mom, you're you're sick. You're nasty. I'm like, well, <laughs> if you got big ones, it's going to happen. <laughs> Why do you get upset with the Italian traits in them? Because I have no Italian. It's bullshit. Well, you were self-injected. Self-injected? <laughs> she got it. You were injected. It doesn't matter. I spit them out. <laughs> <laughs> do you wish you had italian in you no what do you mean no no because can you imagine me italian and bipolar you'd be fucked oh my god some of <laughs> these italian broads back in the neighborhood oh my god they were worse than the latinos dude you'd be screwed if i was italian and bipolar it'd be over it'd be over with it'd be over you it'd be like never ending what do they do that gets you upset? What does who do? The kids. Oh my god, which one? Give me a kid and I'll tell Both you what's them. wrong with them. <laughs> oh, our daughter, she was fine when she lived at home and she was going to high school. Mm-hmm. It was that college shit that fucked her up. Oh, you admit it. Dude, she's like retarded. <laughs> you really just admitted oh. it. I was just totally non-PC. <laughs> What's wrong? Why why ain't retarded good? It's not politically correct. Slow. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> She's so drama now. It's so bad. It's bad. Then it's do actually you look annoying. back at yourself and say, "What? How did I raise her?" No. <laughs> You've never done that. <laughs> no. Because you're afraid of what you're gonna see. Yeah, because I'm gonna be like, "Damn, I fucked up." <laughs> Do you kind of feel that you should have done something different because of the drama? Well, it's like, okay, I can't sit here and say I should have whooped her ass because it wasn't never necessary. Yes, you should have, but anyway. No, it was never necessary with her. It's just, mm, she, she's, oh, she's just too drama. I can't handle it. She's all, mom, I'm she's never going like to get a boyfriend. It's kind of like you. Yeah, I'm never going to get a boyfriend. You're drama. Either. Your drama. I'm never gonna get a boyfriend either. <laughs> anyway. Um, what? Anyway. What? Did you change your parenting habits because uh Corey was your favorite? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I treated <laughs> I gotta say they're too clo they're real close, those two. Yeah, they're seven years apart, but they're like as close as two peas in a pod. Right. Right. I so mean, that like, was a good extremely thing. Extremely close. That was a good thing. So if they were doing cartwheels and they said, hey, mom, who's the best? How would you answer that? If our kids were doing cartwheels, our kids wouldn't be able to do cartwheels. They're too. No, <laughs> it won't happen. Well, if they did, <laughs> it won't happen. Like how the like the grandbabies do. I would judge it fairly. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I no, would. You wouldn't. Yeah, I would. You want to bet? If that was the case, you would have judged it all right with the grandkids. I did. No, you did not. Yes, I did. <sighs> yeah, I did because Cat did a perfect cartwheel and then Evie did a cartwheel and she fell. So, uh, duh, Cat gets the points. She's the better one on that. 
Then anyway, it, what's your, what, what's another point of your article here? Well, while parents claim to love everyone the same, research suggests that preferential treatment in families is 100% common. I don't, you know what? I don't buy that. For example, one study found that 70% of fathers and 74% of mothers acknowledge favoring one child. No, I don't believe that. No, I don't. Your mom has a favorite. Who? Chuck. Well, yeah. <laughs> Chucky. It was Alan, then Chucky, me, I'm bucked. Anyway. It goes in your house, it goes <laughs> Alan, then Chucky. Then Michael. Then Michael. It skips you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and fuck then there's, you. there's you, you black sheep. I'm the black sheep, big time. Now, see, anyway. with my dad, it was just me. <laughs> but with my mom, it's my younger brother and then my older brother. But I don't, and then I'm non-existent. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think that you can love one kid more than the other. I just now don't see. I don't that. love one kid more than the other. I love them equally. It's just I love spending more time with one than I do the other. Because <laughs> he's fun. Because he's fun and she's lame. I'm always saying, my come daughter, in the bedroom, come chill. My daughter's way of having fun, like when we go visit her, is let's go to Walmart, and I'm like, bitch, I could have stayed home for this shit. <laughs> And that's what Corey tells her too. <laughs> well, at the same, we wanted to go to fucking Walmart. We could have stayed home. At the same time, though, I cannot see a parent loving one over the other. I can't. I don't think it's about whether they love one more than the other. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think it is basically who they like to spend more time with and who they do more things with. Now, see, I've had the past seven years where our daughter's been away at college, so I've spent way more time with our son because he's here. Mm. So that makes it a little bit where you kind of bend that way. Do you know I've always I mean? bent that way, though. Maybe you, because he's a boy? I don't and know. And because he's your baby. Right. He's your youngest. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with it. So which the is oldest which, and which, the youngest. Which for me, I mean, he's he's my baby. You know, so of course, you know, he's my baby. And he's my son. <laughs> and he's a mama's boy. So, hey. Yeah, he is. He is. He loves his mama. He'll never let nothing happen to his mama. So the, it, it, it's correct to say that the middle kids get fucked. Oh, man, we get fucked without a kiss, sideways, backwards, upside down. It don't matter. Fuck us. <laughs> As middle kids, we're, we're just... Now, see, if we went the opposite direction, you know, I have a biological family, and I'm the oldest of four, mm. and I don't give a fuck what she thinks. <laughs> Okay, we're going into a family unit, not your drama with the mama shit. It ain't no mama. It's the egg donor. Okay, Get it the right. egg donor. No drama with her. Nobody wants to hear But, like, if that. I compare, okay, like, Shocker, who is my sister, uh, biologically. Raises pigs. Raises pigs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm older than her. Mm. Not by much, but I'm older than her. But as far as... You two are fucking old. I know. God. You're old, man. Hey, her birthday's coming. It's on Halloween. <laughs> no wonder she's a witch. Yeah, her birthday's on Halloween. Um, but, I mean, like, between the two of us, I may be older, but she's wiser. I have to agree. I have to like, agree. Like, to be honest with you, she she's... You're a schmuck. Fuck off. I'm not a schmuck. She She's, she's, she's wiser. Mm-hmm. She, she's been through a lot more... Then you were already you were always coddled. You had a silver spoon. Just by my dad. Yeah, but you were still kept away from <clears throat> things that didn't teach you anything. Yes, agree. He shielded you from the world. He did, 
Hundred percent. Not even gonna lie. And that's why I get mad at you because it feels like you shielded freaking uh, our kids, our daughter. No. You know, our son's smart as fuck. Well, as far as street smarts, yeah, he's smart. But then you have the drama mama. <laughs> but and I want to put, uh, you know what? You say throw punch all the time. I want to throw, throw punch you half the time she calls. And I want to donkey kick you, but whatever. <laughs> what? You, but I, it always I, seems the first and the last is the most. Oh, does that mean your, your, your oldest daughter is your, one of your favorites? She's your first. Yeah, this is true. And she gave you I five think, grandkids. I think it's just a different feeling with the first kids. Uh, how? Brittany's my first kid. <laughs> I popped her out my vagina. Oh, ow. But she was sub- she, she was the only one around us for seven years. Yeah. And there was a lot of memories in that time. Yeah, there was. I mean, we used to go to the zoo like... Every weekend. I couldn't even get married without that brat whining. Dude, she sat in between us in a photo and she cried. That was one of the best photos ever. Oh, yeah, it was in black and white, too. Oh, yeah. And she was crying because why? The night before, we watched a Lifetime movie where parents got married and they gave their kid away. (laughs) (laughs) So during the wedding, she thought we were going to give her away. I mean, we could have, (laughs) but we kept her. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we kept her. You sound like you weren't too sure about that. I, we did. <sighs> we kept her. Which was weird because it was like at our wedding, as far as kids went, your oldest was there and my oldest was there. Your daughter was a junior bridesmaid and our daughter was a flower girl. Mm. So we had both our oldest daughters there. Right. Well, come on. Parents that show an off uh, preference for an offspring who is offspring. Natu- <laughs> shut up. Who is naturally Chicken. warm and affectionate, or has a parental mini me? What do you mean a parental mini me? Meaning, a lot of times they favor the child that is more like them. Really? Yeah. Well, Corey ain't nothing like you. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> He ain't nothing like you, seriously. Yeah, he is. How is he like you? You want me to go there? How is he like you? He goes both ways, just like me. (laughs) Always throwing the jokes out. (laughs) I know, I wanted to be a comedian. You didn't go good. Nah, I fucked that up. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Damn fucked up <laughs> i think he kind of has your he's got my he's got my he's got my no he doesn't he he he's like he's you funny though. he's he's you he's antisocial, right in crowds he's but at you. the same time he has a good you know he's got a laugh. good sense of humor man he'll make everybody laugh i don't care who you are he makes everybody laugh says the damnedest things yeah i know and it's usually on my expense well, that's because you live with two boys. You know, you yeah. have the deal. Let's, which, which one peed on the floor last in the bathroom, by the way? I have no clue. Anyway. It, it was you. No. You know, I might have, but, but it, I don't know. And it does specifically state in this article that favoritism is more common in both the first and the last born children. So, it, it, I was correct. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Now, the thing is, first born or last born, where's the bond even more at? For me, 
Mm-hmm. Are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> CJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, here's something. Tell me if you agree with this. Unequal treatment is also more common in families experiencing stretch, stress, such as financial problems, separation, divorce, or a family medical crisis. Always. Parents might not have the emotional resources to, vi- to divide themselves equally, and they may feel guilty in the midst of a family crisis or may attempt to compensate for some factor. No, they always go towards, like you said, the one that's more like you because you feel like they can relate. So it's like if you're experiencing extreme stress. Who do you go to? Well, Corey, because he's here. (laughs) If if Britt was here, who would you go to? If Britt was here. And if you were going through a lot of stress, who would you rather talk to? Honestly, I would talk to Britt. If she was if she was still here. Mm hmm. Because Britt, I Britt was my go-to kid when she was living at home. It wasn't until she went away to college where I switched. Oh, literally switched. Switched. Yeah, for real. So they got to be around you. The more the more I spend time with the one, the, the closer I get to that one. I mean, I've had seven years of extreme, like the seven years that our daughter got when she was born till she was seven. That was seven years that she got alone with us. Right. And now, right now, we've had seven years alone with our son. If you look at it like that. I don't, but... So they each have had... They they, they each (laughs) have had seven years alone with us as the only kid in the house. So you should have equal feelings. I mean, when I'm with both of them, it's hard to split myself in half. When I'm with both of them. Why is that? I don't know. It just is. I don't know. It just is. Look how guilty you look. I know. I look like shit right now. God. You are guilty as fuck. Why are you feeling that guilt? I don't know. But let's see what costs you pay when you favor one child over the other. I think you're about to find out about your guilt. Probably. Having a favorite child in the family is not without its costs. It can promotely, it can compre. Chicken, chicken, buck, buck. What the fuck? I can't talk. It's starting to sound like me. It can promote sibling rivalry. Ain't that good? Shut up. (laughs) It can promote sibling rivalry. I should have told you to swallow instead of spit. Oh my god! And fuel long-term conflict with families. Favoritism can also erode self-esteem, especially of the less favorite. Now, I can see this happening in a rich family. They're yeah, always they're, fighting they're for the saying, money. They're even saying that um, the one that is the least favorite child, it can c- contribute to a child's behavioral problems and substance abuse. Or it can make them more focused. To try to impress, it could be the other way around. Yeah, that's true. They're going to strive to be better. But it could fuck them up in the head. Yeah. It could. I try not to be Captain Obvious. Well, you are. It's easy. All right. Well, there are signs that parents have a favorite child. 
Oh, we're going to listen to the signs. I saw the sign. Oh, sorry. Parents, Your voice ain't like it used to be. No. Parents talk I about- actually asked you last night. What the fuck? What? Why is your voice getting so deep? I asked her this last night. You should have seen the evil daggers I got. Am I right or wrong? You did. And do you notice your voice getting deeper? Yes. Is that age? No. Then what is it? It's because of all the testosterone you've injected me with. <laughs> I failed to spit it all out all the time. So that's what's happening. Now you're getting a voice full. Yeah, it's all your fault. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. What's some of the signs? Fucker. Parents talk about their favorite child more th- more to other people. The parent consistently broadcasts the favorite child's achievements or interjects them into a conversation to such an extent that the outsider may, may not realize the family has other children. No, see, I never do that. I don't do I that. I can't do that. I, 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 I don't always do that. say it together. Yeah, I'm yeah, proud of all of them. I, I don't do that. I don't single them out when it comes to stuff like achievements and stuff. You, I single out sometimes, but yeah. What the fuck you mean by that? No, I talk about your blowjobs. Oh, uh, my God, dude. Really? Those are good achievements, yes. Oh, yay. Yay, queen of the radio and queen of blowjobs. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I want a fucking trophy. You know what? I should get her one. She get me a little golden penis. That would be an awesome trophy. Dude, we should give those out to people. <laughs> if you guess China's panty color, you get the golden penis. <laughs> I don't think a lot of guys are going to like that prize, well, but uh, what are them. some of the other signs here? Parents provide the favorite with more focused one-on-one interaction. Oh, you do. Not if they're together, though. Okay. If it's me and the two of them. What do you do? You're all chilling? What? We're like, if we all go, the three of us go to do something together, I give them equal attention. Even at the age they're now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably because you're feeling guilty. I get it. I understand. Shut the fuck up. I understand. All right. Well, how about this one? Rules and expectations are relaxed for your favorite child. Nope. Like curfews, chores, uh, expectations for good behavior. Actually, goes if they're a boy or they're a girl with me. Oh, because that's why our son doesn't have to do shit around the house. No, I'm talking about curfews and shit like that. Well, we've never given our kids curfews. That's because they were always cool and they, they knew were when always to be fucking here. home. Right. <laughs> they didn't fucking go anywhere. They were lame. Actually, our daughter did. Our daughter did. She used to go on dates and stuff, but she always knew to be home at a, at a certain time, right? Without it, without I, even us having to really tell yeah, her, though. Because I'd freak the fuck out. I think we kind of put it in their head from like the longest time. I mean, with me growing up, it was be home when the streetlights come on. Exactly. But we can't do that to our kids because we fucking ain't got none. <laughs> yeah, we're not in the city anymore. So we don't have those. So we can't be like, you got to be home when the streetlights come on. Because then they'd never come home because <laughs> they'd never turn on. But it's like they just knew. We never really had to say you have to be home at this time. But I've seen it to where some parents would favor or something like that. Oh, yeah. In my house, my brothers got away with everything. Like, they didn't have a freaking curfew. My brothers could go to concerts. I never was allowed. Because you're a female. Yeah. 
It's a lot more dangerous true. for females out there, man. Like, my brother was going to, like, freaking Ozzy and all that crap, you know, like Metallica and Rat and Twisted Sister. Like, he went to all them 80s bands, right? All the concerts. I never went to one. You know what concerts my dumbass had to go to? I'm sure you're going to tell us. Kenny Rogers, Lee Greenwood, Tanya, Tanya Tucker... I had to go Alabama, the Oak Ridge Boys. Alabama rocks. I had to go to all the country shit because that's what my parents wanted to see. It still rocks. Okay, yeah, it was. It, they were good, but what the fuck? I wanted to go see Ozzy. I mean, my 80s hair kind of symbolized his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to steal my brother's concert shirt and wear it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Favorites favorites enjoy material advantages. Her voice is even crackling now. Mom and dad are always looking to help out their favorite. They put their wallets where their heart is with their favorites. We don't do that because we've we won't never give, done we that. We won't give them money. We've never done that though. I think that's where we're smart as parents. We will not give out money like we talked about in the last episode. No, we won't. It's like even when our kids were little, like Corey be like two or three and Brittany was like eight or nine or whatever and I'd have them like at the store or we'd go to the mall yeah but we did spoil the shit out of them come on our daughter had a freaking slide in our front room yeah but that was when she was the only child she did have the play school slide in the house in the house she had everything yeah and a dollhouse and and Barbie stuff and (laughs) (laughs) She was the only but kid. But as they got older, we never did that. No, not when they got older, it's like we'd go to the store and each kid got to pick, like, you know, they, hey, you guys go ahead and get something. Each of you can get something under $20. <laughs> no, it was under 10 bucks. No. Because Corey's wrestlers were like 12. <laughs> and so oh were his God, Legos. You know what? He needs to save them. They'll be fucking worth money. And his Legos, remember? Oh, my God. Legos. Fuck Legos. Remember stepping on them bitches and barefoot? Mm-hmm. You think stepping on thumbtacks are bad? Try stepping on some fucking Legos, people. But we didn't spoil them at that point, so no. we didn't treat them any different from each other. No. And then at Christmas time, we spent the same amount of money on each kid. Mm-hmm. We never faltered from that. It's just... The amount of gifts would be different because of the dollar amount we spent and the items that they specifically wanted. So it's like one would get five gifts, the other one would get three, but the dollar amount that was spent was identical. Too bad they didn't see that. They didn't see it that way, of course, but they'll be like, oh, well, how come he got two more? How come she got two more? But we always set a dollar amount that we spent for holidays and birthdays. Mm Mm-hmm. Not how many packages, except our daughter. Remember that? That one year we got, we said, we got fuck it, let's do a $30 thing with a dollar. We went dollar to the store. dollar store and I spent 30 bucks, so she had 30 presents to open and she it was, was like, funny as fuck. she was like four. <laughs> it was funny as fuck. <laughs> Too bad it all fucking broke by the next day, but it was still fun. It was still fun, yeah. She loved it. She goes, oh my God, Santa really likes me. <laughs> so parents, they tend to go one way towards one kid and put all their you know what stand by me what about it that movie yeah when the older brother dies yeah and you can tell the father favored the older brother yeah that's right there saying something 
So now the question is, those of you that have children or grandchildren, do you find that the the mama's boys and the daddy's girls are true? Fuck no. They're your fucking mommy's girl and mommy's boy. But I mean, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I'm a dad. I, I, I've always been a daddy's girl. My brothers were mama's boys. See, the problem is... Uh, Your mom had four boys, so you... <laughs> well, Italian kids with their mothers, that's one thing. I mean, it's different. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I mean, I was I was always a daddy's girl. But I think a lot of that was just because my mom and I didn't really have a relationship, mm. even to this day. But it's like, I, I don't know. Is it true? Do you have a mama's boy and a daddy's girl? <laughs> Do you, people? We'll be right back.
your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock Don't forget, every Monday, 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, China drops another episode of her podcast. Woo! On all the major podcast platforms. It's China Dow's Chit Chat. Get on over there and check it out. And don't ever ask me what I'm going to talk about because I'm not going to give it up. They have to go listen to find out. There you go. Right there. Now she's really getting into it. Yeah. Now I just got to get your sweepers made this weekend. Yeah, we got to do that, huh? Yes, we do. Okay, we'll get that done. That's fine. We got this. Now you have another interesting one as far as... The order of the kids and how successful they're going to be. Yes. You know, people have absolutely no control which family that they're born into. And they have no control whether they're the oldest, the middle, or the youngest born to their parents. Neither did they have a choice to be an only child. Mm -hmm. No one had any control over birth order. Scientists, psychologists, sociologists, none of them. They have no idea. But they do say they agree that one's personality, intelligence, and characteristics have a lot to do with their birth order. Hmm. In most families, it's easy to determine the birth order of a child. Sometimes it can be a problem because a woman can have a child when she's younger and given up for adoption. And then when she's married later in life, they have another child and... That child will think it's the oldest, but it's actually the second child. Did you think of everything? What? Yeah. Okay, like, all right, my egg donor, she had me, mm-hmm. gave me up for adoption. Mm-hmm. She had my sister. I'm so glad she did. Gave her up for adoption. But then she proceeded to have two more kids. So, keep her legs up. So her oldest, which was Amanda... Of the last two that she had, it's Amanda and Nicholas. Well, Amanda probably thought she was the oldest child. When technically, she had two older siblings. Mm -hmm. But since we were placed up for adoption, she didn't know until she was... I I met her when she was 10. So is the oldest one usually the most successful, according to them? God, if that's the case, man. We're fucked. I'm fucked. (laughs) Actually, you're not. I mean, I think I'm pretty successful, to be because honest Because your firstborn you. was. My firstborn's a fucking genius. Book smart. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. But you're successful. You're running a business. I am. I'm running a couple. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and you have. Yeah, I've run other businesses. So, I mean, I think I'm pretty successful. I think I've done okay for myself. I think you have. Even though I give you hell all the time. I, I think I'm doing pretty good. I give you hell because I know you're better. Oh. I do. Oh. You know, the first child, they believe that the firstborn have special privileges that the others don't have because of their birth order. Did you think ever think of that? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the firstborn child, they say, gets all the attention from their parents, even if it's only temporarily, and the next child comes along and things change. They say birth order also determines who is sent to war. Really? Yeah. Usually the youngest is considered the spare. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when our granddaughter 
came to us and said, you know, when Evie was about to be born, yeah. you guys are going to forget about me and shit like that. And we had to tell her, no, that ain't going to happen. And who's my favorite? The <laughs> oldest. The oldest. <laughs> you guys are inseparable when you're together. Yeah. I mean, all, all five kids can be there. And the oldest will be like on me like flies on shit. Oh, like, yeah. And we stick to, we're like glue. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's like we'll be taking all these selfies because she loves taking selfies with like all the, you know, little filters and stuff that I have on my phone. She, we're always taking selfies. <laughs> and then the five-year-old will come over and she'll be like, um, no, this is my grandma. It's our time. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't even say shit. I sit there. I can't believe, though, the youngest is like despair. That's what they if say. If they say, you know, for war and stuff like that. That's what they say. That's a pretty fucked up way of saying it. <laughs> they say that firstborns are more confident and known to be achievers. Well, yeah. Our daughter's yeah. a hell of an achiever. Well, our uh, what son about is your too. what about your firstborn? Yeah. Uh-huh. Leave that alone, huh? <laughs> da, da, da. She gets a da da da. Then on the negative side, firstborns are found to be a little selfish because they are the only sibling who experience having their parents to themselves for a while before they have to share. Oh, you're damn right. In our house? Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> when They're our, little bastards. Oh, when we had Britt, she had seven years with us. And then we had our son, Corey. And the first year Corey was around, man, she'd be like, Mom... Mom, mom, like always trying to get my attention. It was hard because with our son, I nursed him. Mm. Wasn't able to do it long because of a gallbladder issue, but I was nursing him, so he was always like on me. Right. (laughs) So she'd get mad. Aren't you going to come play with me? Aren't you going to color with me? I'm like, I'm busy. Mm. Kid hanging from the titty. (laughs) Boobies. (laughs) Boobies. You're like a fucking five-year-old. Look at you have boobies. Boobs. All women have boobs. My so, son, they cut them <clears> off. First bur- firstborns and old only children include every United States astrona- astronaut and most noble prize winners. Did you know that? Fuck no, I didn't. Yeah. You know what was fucked up today? The, every United States astronaut and most noble prize winners are firstborns. You know what fucked me up today? What? You know, I love my new channel that uh, I got. You know, you got the Hallmark stuff, and I got the History Channel. And it was going over the Challenger disaster, so I started researching, reliving it. Judith Resnick, boy, was she accomplished. Yeah. And she was a firstborn. I got a list here, a short list, of who firstborns were. Catch this. Bet you never knew. More than half of the United States presidents are firstborns. Don't surprise me. Bill Clinton, George W. Bush. You don't have to go down that old fucking No, there's only two. Other famous firstborns include Hillary Clinton. Fuck her. Taylor Swift. Fuck her. Clint Eastwood. He's awesome. John Wayne. Awesome. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, you gotta love Rocky. Brad Pitt. He's cool. Bruce Willis. And... And all of the actors who have played James Bond. Sean Connery and everybody? Yeah. Have all been firstborn. So firstborn is the ones 
because they feel left out after the other siblings they really achieve. Mm-hmm. Guess who else was a firstborn? Huh. Oprah. Man, fuck her. Dan Rather. Ted Koppel. Both of them. Rush Limbaugh. He was cool. Walter Cronkite. Ah, oh, the man that actually made the news. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god. Then, then you got your middle child. Mm. Middle children seem to lose out by neither receiving the celebrations of being the oldest or being pampered like the youngest. They get No fun. shit. Therefore, they have to compromise by finding their own balance. Mm. Middle children sometimes get lar- lost in large families, like Marsha did on the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. Children Marsha, are not- Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Children are not faced with high expectations of the first child or modest expectations of the youngest. They usually choose careers in retail, sales, fashion, advertising, or, or a caring profession. Hmm. I work in retail, and caring, I guess, would be like my hairdressing experience. Yeah. Then, you got, here are some well-known middle children. Michelle Pfeiffer, Cindy Crawford, Hot. Bill Gates, Dick, Madonna. I bet she can suck a good dick. Princess Diana. Oh, I loved her. John F. Kennedy, and Martin Luther King Jr. were all middle children. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, Cindy Crawford looks like fucking gorgeous still. Really? And she's old. You're <laughs> like. So here, here's what they say about firstborns. They say they are responsible, motivated, controlling, cautious, perfectionist, leaders, and bossy. Brock on. I think that's true. Middle children, they say, feel left out. The peacemaker, social, people pleaser, can be rebellious, independent, and the go-between. I think that's... uh. Then the, the lastborns, the babies, they say are uncomplicated, manipulative, seeks attention, fun, charming, and outgoing. Man, I think they uh, like uh, nailed that shit right on the head, man. <laughs> Holy shit, was that nailed on the head. Yeah, for sure. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. All right, it's time for Hollywood to pick a number, and I don't, I can't pick the same one. What's wrong? Sexual stimulation. Stimulization. Oh, for fuck's sakes! I better not pick the one where I did the golden shower on you. No, huh? that was yesterday. Thanks. No. 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 Pick another number. Seventy-three. The number 73. seventy-three is. <laughs> Have you ever cried during sex? No. Me neither. <laughs> you never cried during sex? Well, not in a way that it <laughs> I mean, if it was painful. <laughs> no, it never did it. You better pick another number. That was dumb. <laughs> 56. 
56. What do you got? Never have I ever reviewed a, reviewed the sex tape after it happened. Oh, that's bullshit, man. We out there like popcorn and shit. <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah, you went a little too low there. That's why you ch- choked. We were giving a review to the porno movie. I don't watch porn. I'm talking about ours. Well, yeah. <laughs> Dude, wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> wrong hole, wrong hole. Well, there she goes running out the screen. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> Oh, wait, look. I'm spitting out your extra kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people out there reviewed their own porn. If people were actually ballsy enough to record themselves. 93. Let's go with one more. 93. See what you got. Never have I ever joined the Mile High Club. Nope. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I never fucked on an airplane. No. I don't I, think it'd be fun. I've been anything. on an airplane once. I was in freaking. I was like freshman in high school. So no. <laughs> I don't see the. You know. I, what is what's the so fuck? big deal about have you, that? Uh, have you seen how small bathrooms are on airplanes? Yeah, man, you can't do nothing. What the fuck in there. you gonna do? Stand on the toilet? Sit on the sink? What the, the fuck next thing you know, she's gonna get sucked out of the toilet, and you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, and she's gonna go flying. What the fuck, man? No, that's just dumb. <laughs> that might be a good idea. Just Shut the fuck the up. Toilet. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just don't see the, you know, the want of doing that. I, I don't see the thrill in that. I just think it's stupid. I do too. Well, I'm a part of the Mile High Club, so. <laughs> and most of the time, they don't do nothing anyway. No. I think a lot of people that say they are a bunch of liars. Uh, yeah, they're they are. They're just saying it because they're saying it. They want to be cool. They want to be the cool kids. Oh my god, I am in the Mile High Club. So what? You had sex a mile high. <laughs> a mile and that's high. all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle Radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.